the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. And boy, do I wish you folks were sitting here looking at the expression on Audrey's face when I told her she could do three hours of radio in May. It's priceless. I don't think, and very rarely does she not talk. She will then, but very rarely will she not talk. She hasn't made the decision yet, Chris. I'm just letting you know. She may try to run four hours of San Diego Off-Road Coalition. Uh, and and just so you'll know, folks, I'm going to do this for a couple of weeks in a row just so people will know. Uh, I am going on a press event with GMC Sierra, and I, very rarely do they do weekends, but they asked. And one thing you don't turn down is a five-star event with a car manufacturer. Yep. And guess what? going off road yeah wow yeah so the xt4 we're gonna take it off road they've done some new suspense anyway so i normally don't you know i could run reruns which would be super simple but i thought it'd be fun for audrey and ed ed you're you're absolutely thank you more than welcome i mean you know it's you're more than welcome to you guys can share the you could do whatever and if he says yes then you're gonna feel a whole lot better you don't have to say nothing What what are we talking about today I'm speechless. I know. Do we, we don't have anybody on the, we don't well, have anybody on the line. On we, we, we do no, want to hear about calling Devil's Canyon. Um, well, that yes. would be fun to hear about. I'd like to talk about lobbying, yeah. and I'd like to talk about the Salton Sea. I went by there the other day. Which is right next to Akatia Wells. You know how big that yeah. thing is? It's huge. Uh, I think it's 40 miles long. It, isn't it salt water? It's, it's salt water. It's 30% saltier than the ocean. But wasn't that something we here in the government did that screwed up? Yes. Yes, another uh, snafu. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was a major snafu. Uh, a dam broke on the Colorado River, oh, and, the, and it diverted for a year and a half, mm-hmm. really? and it filled that basin. And then the government just said, oops. And they fixed it. And they waited. the water went the other direction again. No kidding. Yeah, there's there's a, all kind of interesting. Uh, that'd be a good. I think that'd be a good story for all the off roaders out there. Or you know what, you should write an article and. In the magazine, yeah. the history of the, the history Salton of the Salton Sea. Not that like anybody hasn't done that, right? It's one of my favorites. I love the Salton Sea. It's, it's a neat place. Well, it's an interesting there. community. You know, There's, if you really well, drive, community is another. That's a different whole animal I, to, I, to investigate. I know it. It reminds me of Lake Hodges without trees. <laughs> <laughs> 
You ever been to Lake Hodges? I have. And when I was a kid, it was so beautiful and full. And and, But I'm just saying, Lake Hodges got all those little cabins up on the hillside. Well, it's all in the sea. They're just flat on the ground. And all kinds of different houses and places to live. So anyway, so where'd you go this weekend? Um, this weekend I attended TDS, Tierra del Sol, Desert Safari, not Desert Safari, I'm just saying that, um, put on one of their, um, Devil's Canyon runs and, um, I'm still, I'm still flabbergasted over the radio thing. So I'm sorry. My, I was totally prepared to talk about this too. (laughs) You'll Um, be fine. So where, where's Devil's Canyon? So if you've ever driven out east on the 8 freeway at the top of the grade from Hakamba uh, Ikopa at the top of the grade right there as it drops all the way down into the valley into El Centro right. and okay. into Imperial Valley at the base of the hills, Ocotillo. Just past Acorn Casino. Just past Acorn Casino and, and go down through and you get into that rock canyon, the mm. grade from as soon as you hit the grade and go all right. the way through. That has a couple of washes that go underneath it. When you pass the bridges, you can look down and look back and you'll see you really? know, yeah, there's a there's a trail that goes and it zigzags back and forth underneath the freeway. No around. Yeah, that's Devil's Canyon. The, the um, lower half of the grade. Gotcha. It goes mm-hmm. under and around. Oh, before it makes a turn. So if you see there's the Mountain Springs exit. Right. Like if you go up Devil's Canyon, you come out at that exit. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So it's so from that it, exit is down it to the bot, off-road, almost off road only. Oh my uh, yes, God! This it is, is extreme so difficult. trail. Okay, so you, it's serious, and it's permit only. So it used to be open years ago, um, but for about I want to say twelve years now, maybe even fifteen. Um, it definitely over a decade. It mm-hmm. has been. You have to get a permit from the Bureau of Land Management to, and it's limited to twelve vehicles. You can't have more than twelve vehicles on it. Wow. Um, yeah, and they limit six permits per year. Um, so yes. Yeah, it's, it's in it's uh, bighorn sheep habitat. So they, the BLM has to permit. Oh, it's not it, the money's not much. They just limit how many vehicles. Well, that's yeah. refreshing. Yeah, I I don't even think you. I don't even know if you have. To I don't pay know if they or pay not. or not. I don't um, think it'd be much. I don't if think they do. I'm not sure. Actually, I'd have to ask. Well, it's not. Joe. It's not like there's any maintenance to this trail. It doesn't sound like. <laughs> no, there's no. You're not going to be down there um, dusting and but cleaning. You, no, you do. We do because it's um, the freeway right there is oh, it, the, the grades. Yeah, that grade. And is stuff a, just blows off of trucks. Some really sharp stuff down there. Sharp like, turns. And okay, so you went down there, and which 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 jeep did you take? Uh, I rode passenger with Bo Nice in his 85 uh, Toyota buggy. And you're still here. It's tubed out. And And you're still here. Yeah, I know. He really does. It is uh, a extreme buggy. I mean, I was looking at a line, and I see a line as we're coming up to it, and he just takes it through the hardest part, and it's just right through. Eats it up. Like, I just didn't even know. And Half the time, he'd take his hands off the steering wheel and just be talking to me. We're looking over another thing, and it's just cruising through, just as it's supposed to. A true crawler. And it's it's purpose-built, but it's not over the the top. It is over the top, I You think it's over the top? I don't think it's street legal. He's got a double... Oh, no, 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 no. I don't mean that, but I'm just saying... He's got a double transfer case on it. Um, so his, or super his, slow. Yeah, his his front and rear transfer cases have separate lockers and um, separate locking. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you're, he's he shifts so he's one busy. into yeah he shifts one into low. The other one's in high as we go through to pick up a little bit of speed when we hit a little straightaway with only a few little rocks in it. But that trail's not that often that it doesn't have rocks in it. The majority yeah. of it and is, made is it. Nope, big. You guys made it no problem. Oh yeah, he he's. He's like the king of that trail. Oh, he, okay. Yeah, he's been doing that trail for... It's probably the most challenging trail around, and that's why... 
in San Diego County, I asked him in his opinion, because he's been off-roading out here for yeah. over 50 years, yeah. um, and he knows Corral Canyon. He got to, um, uh, he actually made a few of the trails in, in Corral Canyon. So what would he and, say is the most difficult? Um, jackass in Corral Canyon. Okay. Yeah, that one is equal to Devil's Canyon, if not harder than Devil's Canyon. But and Devil's so, Canyon is a lot longer. Devil's Canyon is, I don't know how long Jackass is. I've done Jackass with my husband. You have to have husband. a permit there too? No, Corral Canyon is completely open. Um, you can go to Corral Canyon uh, 365 like, days a year. Uh, yeah, Bronco Peak is another hard one there. And it's kind of long by Corral Canyon standards, but it's way short compared to Devil's Canyon. Devil's Canyon yeah. is miles. But you yeah. know what always, miles. Two and a half miles. Okay, so here's the rookie in the room. Okay. I go to all these press events. Yeah. I go on all these trails. Yeah. Okay. Some of them, <clears throat> really? <laughs> but what I've always wondered, if I was just to go out in a Jeep or a buggy, and I go, oh, I wonder if I can get up that. Yeah. That's about a 30, you know, 60, 70%. You might not. Well, it depends on what you're trying to get up and well, it does. Well, just say you're driving along and all of a sudden you look to your right and you go, geez, I wonder if I can get to the top of that hill. Well, that's Corral Canyon because we, <laughs> we took friends at, of ours out to Corral. see what my point Corral. is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like jumping out of an airplane and knowing you're going to land perfectly well on the ground. <laughs> other than, I mean, other than you're off-road, I mean, that some of the articulations and the things it's you get Some of just, the rocks that you climb over you don't even think no. or expect. Yeah, I, that's I got to tell you one cute story. It was in a 2012. 13 jeep uh grand cherokee limited wherever so we were crawling along in the rocks and we literally came to a boulder that had to be three four stories high yeah so i said okay which way left or right he goes no up (laughs) i go excuse me (laughs) he says up put it in transfer low push this push that yeah and i literally came back and said i now found out why you guys design such nice headrests yeah <laughs> because headrests. i swear to god i was i all i was watching was this oh it was and i've always wondered like okay i think i'm gonna go down that trail well what if you don't come back what if you roll over what if you which means you don't go by yourself always you never go by yourself okay you always have at least another vehicle let's take a quick break you're listening to s-t-o-r-c dirt radio fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer all right folks hey welcome back to s-t-o-r-c dirt radio fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer wayne miller tired wayne miller mobile tire out in santee he's here for any of your tire needs you're looking to get a regular tires on your vehicle you're got a work truck and you're stuck on a job site or on the side of the freeway he's got those mobile trucks give him a call at 619-596-2800 Oh, and we can't forget Alpha Site Logistics. If you're doing any kind of an event out in Imperial Valley and you have a need for portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand washing trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and whatever else you can think of you'd need out there, uh, these guys are the ones you call first. 760-362-8383. 760-362-8383. Make sure you tell them that uh, Dirt Radio sent them. All right, so you want to throw some logistics into the into the or legal? 
Are we, still, are we well, still, you want to talk about the canyon? Well, Devil's Canyon yesterday was a great run. I just want to do a shout out to sure. the drivers ah. um, that that joined us yesterday. Um, and I'm sorry that I don't remember everybody's name, but um, that was there. And But uh, Rebel RC came out and they had two vehicles there. Um, George from Rebel and um, I can't remember the other guy's name. We Plenty had, of boulders. Oh yeah, they had some really nice Jeeps built to the tilt. Um, I There was Mike and Aaron from TDS. They joined us. They had their buggy and I've I've wheeled with Mike before. He's absolutely amazing and I will totally butcher his last name. Um, <laughs> so don't. <laughs> so don't. don't, I won't, but shout out to those you to know the TDS who you members. Are. Yes, you know who you are, Mike and Aaron. You guys are great. Um, Nate was there with his CJ. I think he had an 83 or an 84 CJ that was just built to the tilt and he um, unfortunately right when we got down to the bottom of the hill and the last obstacles we we were coming towards the end of the trail to turn around and head back up it um, he snapped his drive shaft and had to limp it out the bottom and and limp it back up to the truck and trailer and didn't get to rejoin us uh, on trail so, so you go one way and then you turn around and go back the same way yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's easy to go down it's a lot more difficult to come up Really? Yeah, we had to strap up two vehicles. We strapped one vehicle. Marco had to be strapped um, in one section where you said, you know, you just see this. Sec- you, we're in a rock garden and there's a little shoot off, but it's like a lot more difficult to get through. And it's like, hey, oh, so, as so he of got course, Bo it. goes over the radio and challenges Marco. Those guys have been wheeling together for years, um, you know, and he's like, hey, how about you try it right there and just shoot driver and go left and, you know, try and make it through. You know, obviously, you got to call out your buddies while you're on track. So, so Bo so, does it and then he challenges his friends to no do we it. were behind them they were leading oh. and and you can see it coming up you know you're always trying to look ahead and spot your trail because when the most part when you're going through obstacles you don't want to let off no, and no, you no, don't no. want to break it you don't you want to go a small a slow crawl all the That's way through just they call tap the gas crawling. tap the gas go 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 yeah. um when you stop it you usually it jerks it's harder it's you know much more rough and you know it, that's how you it, end up on your back wheels in a lot of cases yeah yeah you don't you just keep rolling through yeah. and so um did they make it? He made well. That was one we had to strap him up. He, his his little rear uh, rear axle pumpkin kept getting caught on a big boulder. There was no section where he can get his wheels up to get it raised uh, up enough to go up and over. So how'd you do? Um, it? Oh, you pulled him over. Pulled him over. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was only wow. one other one other uh, winch time throughout the day. So it was pretty good. Um, and without and Nate Nate's broke his uh, rear drive shaft and well he had a spare part with him but he didn't have the adapter to that he needed for oh. for it. like he <laughs> so had the drive shaft but he doesn't he didn't have, have the, the adapter the part yeah yeah to go with it um wow. so. i've i've been in that canyon years ago and it is really tough yeah there's it's sand and there's rocks was yeah. that two wheel do you do it on, two, two on motorcycle yeah mm-hmm. and it's like the sand is hard, right? At slow speed driving through sand, and then you need to drive to get over the rock, but your tire is spinning in the sand. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a lot of tall rocks in there. It's, oh, really? It's quite it's it's a quite a, a challenge for a motorcycle. Yes, it's quite got, a challenge. I got some pictures I can show you. It's a, a river bed. It's a river. The water comes down, but from it's the not mountain. very wide. Uh, not really wide. Well, ju- wide so enough for get, a jeep. You can get vehicles through. Yeah, you definitely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some spots like it's too too jeep wide. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's, it's, it's not like bad. your tires are on the walls. How it, long is it? Flat. Two and a half miles. 
Mm. Yeah, down and back to the end of it. Or you can start at the bottom and go up, or you can, because there's a spot down at the base. Oh, is there? Yeah. Um, But I want to do one more shout out. Um, There was a a female driver there yesterday who thoroughly impressed me. Her name was Vicky, and she drove a blue um, TJ. Her license plate's Lady TJ. Mm -hmm. Um, And she could drive. Like, she towed Nate out and everybody else had turned around and left. She towed him out, turned around, hit the trail again and caught up to everybody before they were even halfway through <laughs> finishing part of the trail. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to do a huge shout out to Vicki. Um, I didn't really get to spend much time talking to her, but she thoroughly impressed me with her, her <laughs> wheeling capabilities. She does a nice. lot in Johnson Valley and, and up there. So it was pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome group and a great day on the trail. So. Well, I tell you what, I told you I went on that e- that event with Silverado and yeah. that company, Dirt Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yolanda. Yeah. <sighs> Anybody ever says a girl can't drive hasn't sat next to the right girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, but for some reason, not only did she go super fast, but the truck was smooth as butter. Sometimes faster is better. But I was going to... Less and you know, and I my my it was dancing on me a little bit, a little left and right. Not her. It's like that car didn't decide to go. Did left. you have your traction control off? You know, you got to be smarter than the smart vehicle. No, nope, knowing her, anti- she pro- she probably had it off. Yeah, she have to turn it off yeah. because when you're in the smarter vehicle, the newer right, vehicle yeah, right. has That's that. Even point. though you have it in, nah. it doesn't automatically turn it off, and it messes with you oh, yeah. while you're yeah. on it. It totally does. Yeah. My Jeep. Well, because it doesn't too. know what you're doing. No, yeah, exactly. It thinks you're going crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate those buttons. Those controls. I hate those buttons. Yeah. Anyway. I know what you mean. Yeah. No, it's terrible. And motorcycles are coming out with it, so be ready, Freddie. Yeah, yeah, the street bikes have a lot of stuff. My my dirt bike, my Husky 450, it has uh, a traction control, and it has two different modes for power, a low power and a high power mode. (laughs) So I put on high power, I turn off traction control, and I, I just ride. That's the way you leave it. Just leave it. Like well, I've so never yeah, used. Well, the low power, like if you're on a slick track well, in the mud or something. Yeah, if you try to get out of something. But I mean, it's nice to know you have those features. I, I don't know. It takes up room on my handlebar. Yeah, but what else are you going to put there? A cup holder. Well, you know, you still need to get into an electric zero because that's the one where you take your phone, you download the app, and you go power like more here. Power full, <laughs> uh, braking full, regenerative. Uh, and then it gives you a bunch of other ones. And the cool thing about regenerative braking, you come into a turn and then just let off a bit of gas. And that bike. And it does it all the by The computer br- front and rear brake. Not only will it slow you down, but it will get you through the turn efficiently. Probably nice. better than. And then the more you ride it, I think it actually memorizes your driving habits and styles. Yeah. So you run that little rascal. I mean, it was so much fun. Talk about carving, you know, the mountains. So, so you rode one of the, oh, uh, the zeros? I've, I've driven so many of those. I drove them when they were nothing more than a modified mountain bike <laughs> yeah. with an electric motor on it and a 40-pound battery as a spare so that wherever you went, you could at least get back. And I've been hanging with these people and hanging with these people, and they've improved and improved and improved. That's so awesome. They're real motorcycles now. <sighs> and you know who did that was uh, Buell from Harley-Davidson, Eric Buell. Mm. He got sort of aced out of Harley, I guess, and so he went uh, to that was a sad Zero. Story. And he says, let me fix this motorcycle, because everything on the, the first ones were handmade or custom-made. Where are you going to buy parts? Because you know you're going to break it. 
So, yeah, so you've got to get on one of those, and you will be. And they're off-roading them. They're racing them. They're doing so much stuff with them. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Zero. Think of the name. Anywho. Zero. Yeah. Well, if you so, like, well, we digressed from the very beginning. What about Salt and Sea did you want to talk about? Yeah, what uh, was it? You got so that. I was on a, a webinar last week um, with uh, some people from the Sierra Club talking about the Salt and Sea, and they're trying to come up with remedies for the problems coming up with that. So what are the problems? The Salton Sea is drying out. The water level is going down, and every year a few thousand acres of land are exposed. And what happens is um, when that land gets exposed, the wind blows the dust, and that dust is kind of toxic. Super toxic. In a couple of ways. First of all, it's just the fine dust that we don't like. And the other is that... um, Stuff from the farms around gets into the water, and that gets um, so like uh, pesticides and fertilizer. Uh, uh, the residue from that is left there, and then that blows around, and it's a, a pretty strong respiratory uh, irritant, and it can hurt people. So we also want to. I mean, it's a nice body of water, and there there used to be recreational fishing and swimming and boating there in like the fifties, fifties and sixties, yeah. And I personally remember when the water level was a lot higher. Um, so there's only two kind of fish in there now. It's tilapia and desert pupfish. And the pupfish are doing okay. And they're mostly at the river mouths. Uh, the tilapia are not doing very well. They said that they're no longer um, procreating. Uh, I don't know if is anybody. So I've been along the shore there. And it, it looks like beach sand. And if you get down on your knees and look. It is a little spinal uh, vertebrae from tilapia and dead fish. Oh, wow. I was going to say, it's not the dead fish. And I remember going to the shore of the Salton Sea, and there were dead fish touching one another as far as you could see. Yeah, like as if they'd gotten a disease. They all died at the same time. It's like that. And what happened is they all suffocated. They have um, these events where the the hot wind uh, extracts the, the oxygen from the water. And they have these big die-offs. Yeah, it's, it's very sad. So the, the the worst part is that the but they're water blaming it on the down. off-road community. Of course, <laughs> actually, they didn't mention us in, in this webinar. Yeah, but uh, water still gets in there through uh, farming runoff. But the farming uh, watering has gotten to be more um, efficient. So there's not so as not much of as it. Much as, so what do they want to do? Close it down? Uh, well, can you even take a boat out there? I, I think, think so, if you can I get it so. to the water. So there's, like a, you've talked about, there's communities along the shore. Yeah. And there's one of them where there's a, a boat launch. But now, it, like, the water level so is like 100 he, yards from the boat first launch. First he had beachfront property. Now he's like three blocks back. Yeah, now you're, it, it's far. Wow. All right, let's take a quick break. You're listening to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Folks, PRMI Mortgage. Man, I'm telling you, and you know, I was talking to a friend of mine over three, I think he said 300,000 or 3,000 foreclosures going on right now. Wow. So if you're, if so, you might want to take a look. And if you need any help, we got Chris Wiley up in lovely Alpine. 
and he does it all military refis reverse mortgages anything to do with your property and your finances he's the guy to talk to yep chris wiley primary residential mortgage inc at 619-722-1303 and we also have san diego off-road magazine's been around since the 80s just a phenomenal uh, publication slash digital publication uh anything and everything with the off-road community clubs uh classifieds articles written by people that have been doing this longer than you have uh that would be at stove race results race results uh like i said if you're looking to buy a bike sell a bike maybe a helmet pair of boots you know that's the 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 go-to and they're super cool people they're very charitable they give back all the time so you can get it all kinds of ways just go s s o r m dot com s s o r m dot com and thank them for supporting san diego off-road dirt radio so you're going to go back to uh, the salton sea salton sea correct let me tell you a little bit about the salton sea because um i found it to be fascinating so many many years ago the sea of cortez went up to palm springs it filled that whole region there really? and yeah it was uh like like super like, long time ago. Okay. And uh, what happened is the Colorado River flows into it, and the Colorado and rivers carry sediment down, and they actually carve out uh, uh, river valleys, riverbeds. Yeah. In fact, the, the, the Grand Canyon was so, carved mm-hmm. by the Salton Sea. So where did all that material that came out of the Grand Canyon end up? Well, it turns out a lot of it's in Imperial County mm-hmm. and northern... Mexico between Baja and Sonora. And if you think about that, like if you go out to Ocotillo Wells and you look to the south and you see that mountain and it goes down and it has a, a sharp edge when it hits the sand. Mm. Like I looked at that and I thought that looks kind of weird. Like normally a mountain would have a, a, a radius mm. when it hits the bottom. But what happened is that mountain actually does go down deeper through the sand and has a radius down below. But it was filled in with sand sure. over long stretches of time of the river bringing it in, hmm. which just fascinates the heck out of me. Oh, I'm I'm the like same. How does how does that happen? I, I'm the same way. Or if I go through when I was in Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. I don't. Did somebody stack those boulders How on they top like of that? one another <laughs> and being in the most teetering position, mm-hmm. but never move? So if so you, I, agree, I agree with you. I, I look at that stuff and it just, get there? I don't even know. If, so if you're on Highway 86 from Ocotillo Wells right. and you drive north, like say you're you're going to Indio, Palm Springs, whatever, there's at one point where the mountain comes down close to the highway. And if you look at the mountain, you can see the water line that's sea level. Right. You can see that. That's sea level. So all the most of Imperial County is below sea level, which in itself is kind of weird. So how is it? Um, why is it not filled in? Well, from this, the Sea of Cortez, right. because the the Colorado River deposited all that material and it made a block, right. made a dam in between. So the only flooding, if there was any flooding at all, would be down at the bottom where. Uh, and and what like the Colorado the the river was man made altered in the early 1900s to make the Salton Sea. Mm-hmm. Well, it had been a Salton Sea numerous times in distant past, mm-hmm. where the the river naturally changed direction, filled it, and then it changed back, 
and See, I told it you, evaporated. You should, you should write a book on it. Oh, it's fascinating. This Salt and Sea State talk Beach. talk about Salt and Sea the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I don't, don't, don't make well, me we, do that. Well, Devil's Canyon is the same way. You get exactly. a flash flood through Devil's Canyon, and Yeehaw. those you rocks, be the there. huge boulders now that are we're bigger talking than, than the size of our vehicles <laughs> that we're crawling over, they move and, oh, yeah. and, and work their way down, even if it's just slightly. But there's a lot of, mm. yeah. What? Why do you think I just kind of like walking in a cave? I don't do caves. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Do caves. Well, no. We did Valley of the Moons and we went nope. up into that mine cave. I look at them, but I don't go in them. Yeah. Yeah. No, because once you're in them, all, all it's got to do is collapse and you're done. Well, right? I love spunking. We made it that far. You like spunking? I do. Yeah, when I was a kid, my dad would take us. We, there's one up in Escondido um, that you can go to as an awesome off-road trail to it. Um, I'm blinking out on it. What's the big? What's the big? Um, what's the big resort? Palomar. No, what's the oh. resort called up there in Escondido? Past. Oh, Lawrence like, Welk. Yeah, the yeah. Lawrence Welk. There's a Lawrence Welk trail ah. up there. That's an off-road trail for Lawrence Welk, and it goes to a huge, huge cave. Interesting. And the cave breaks off and it, it goes underground for miles. Hmm. And yeah, it's one of You know, Jim, awesome who one. comes to our meetings? Yeah. He uh, used to be a, a very serious blunker. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he said that in McCain Valley, like where I go dirt biking, mm-hmm. there's a whole series of caves. You can go down like far. Yeah. Yeah. Far and over. Like it's crazy. Like a half a mile, a, a cave. And there's like a little crack on the surface and some guy got stuck in there. And there's a whole story about how they had to rescue the guy. It was. That's what, it, that's what being an off-roader is. You get out, you explore, you go to these right. out, unique you know places, um, destinations nobody else does. There's a cave, there's a cave under uh, Lake Marina. Oh yeah. I don't know if you I, knew that. I do. I, I did know that one. Lake Marina <laughs> is one I actually am very familiar with. Oh, We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. I don't know if you're supposed to go down there or not, but I don't I know, know there's either. one. There's a was lake, there a sign? No. I didn't see a sign. There's no I was there sign. just like, like two years ago. I went exploring down there. Well, because you guys are pretty, you know, you guys don't break laws. So that's the only reason I asked. No, we, if no there's a sign, I don't if want. The if the sign says no there, trespassing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I can't. They're with, with our reputation, who we are, what we do, there's no way that I would yeah. ever. See? Uh, yeah. I, I went uh, riding around Ranchita uh, last year with a friend and there's old mine road so i wanted to see where that went and we went in there and there was old mines and we climbed through a mine that would scare the the dickens out of you i mean it wouldn't deep i don't know 100 yards all i know is it yeah the crowd from the outside i'll take a picture of my bike right there (laughs) on the outside there's bats hanging from the ceiling i found it yeah i was at the entrance yeah right there were bats that's it don't you think it looks good When's the last time you saw a bat? There was bats in there. A couple weeks ago. I got my, I got my photo from yeah. photo Valley of, of the Moon. Yeah, but see, from the mine. So I guess basically what you're saying, it really does make a difference if you're spunking, jeeping, motorcycling. Yeah. You need oh, to get off the couch. Whatever. Get off the couch. There's some neat get stuff to see out Go there. east. Yeah. yeah. We didn't see anybody. When we, when we do these adventures, I don't see anybody out there. Well, well, that's what I'm saying because nobody nobody goes. Well, it's kind of the, fun. I, like, I, I can be a little, I could be a little negative and be a little naysayer because one of the things that I want to talk about with Dave, with Devil's Canyon is that it is a permit only trail. You have to obtain a yeah. permit for it, 
yesterday morning we got there to offload and there were hikers that were hiking down there was cars parked for hiking but then there was some guys offloading a dirt bike there there are two dirt bikes in one trail Mm -hmm. and you know walked over said hi introduced myself asked what they were going to do and where they were going to go and they were going right down devil's canyon and tds has a trail um um sign right at the entrance of the trail so there's no reason why you should not know what's it say you it says permits only vehicles enter by uh, permit uh, only gotcha um yes uh, off limits so those two probably did and they 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 said they ride it all the time and i looked at him and i said oh you're the ones that we get complaints about because believe me there are sensors in that valley and they know i have photos there are um there's a church group that goes down and um puts out uh what they they take crates and they're full they have two one gallon things of water they have a, a shirt and canned goods or a sweater oh, it's usually a hoodie in case somebody's and, walking and canned through there. goods and for people and it's a two and a half mile trail uh, and i want to say at least every travelers? half at, yeah, at least every half mile, there was a, a black crate with two one-gallon things of water, um, a couple oh, of I cans, and, and, a, and a sweater. For, is, there, is there a can opener? Them. There was not a can opener. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, it's not like I stopped and looked. There might have been. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but yeah you, you, it just, you know the area. Educate yourself. That's one of the other things. You're going to go off-roading. You need to make sure that you have all the tools that you are prepared for. You want to make sure that you have that water you know or you have use that them. food just yeah. in case you get broke down and stuck. Well, heaven forbid that you know we couldn't get Nate out of the canyon yesterday and we would have had to have left him there and gone and got the tools that we needed and come back to rescue him and it had been By after sunset. On yeah, you know, and to get him out of there. Heaven forbid we, we came across that situation. You always want to be prepared for it because sure. you never know what's going to happen and, and what you're going to do. But that's also educating yourself to there's, the trail. There's legal because, routes that are challenging like that that those yeah. motorcycle guys could go to. But I'll tell yeah. you what. By if, on superstition. If you guys, if, 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 if it's to be gotten to, you guys can get to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that'd be a t-shirt. What I used to do when I was in the military, which I enjoy hearing your stories because you don't hear them as well as you tell them, and that's recovery and evacuation. Oh, yeah. That's what I did for three years in the military. Wow. My challenges, but mine were a little on the large side, like 56 tons. Wow. So <laughs> when they would either get stuck. You got a deuce completely loaded. Or oh. throw a track. Or throw, oh, throw a track. Throw a track. And oh. they throw, get this, they take the track when they throw it, it goes underneath the belly of the tank. So two tons of tensile strength oh my has goodness. now been stretched. An additional, I want to say, six to eight feet. How could you oh jack that goodness. up? You, the no, jack you would don't just push ja- no, into the you, ground. Somebody has to go in, are you ready for this, with a torch. They have you to cut, cut it? it? Cut it and off. You ha- with all this tensile strength, and we don't have that long of a torch. So you go in there, and you had to cut the end connector at the center and the end connector. And when that thing let go, it would literally move the tank. Yeah, so those are the things I did. I wouldn't or, want to be near that. Or come to a cliff. Yep. And they go, I go, okay, well, where, where is it? Down there. Down. down. What in that? Straight down. <laughs> Straight a, down. There's no trail. <laughs> so I'm pulling it up with a 90-ton uh, cable at night. And this colonel, a lieutenant comes over. And I says, get away from the cable, sir. Don't you know who you're talking to? Just get away from the cable. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So all I did was I, tur- about it. I turned the lights off. It was pitch black. You can see. 
you know, the, oh, gosh. the, the strands were yeah. snapped. Well, it's a 56 ton vehicle. Oh, I'm pulling goodness. it straight up off the ground. Give me a break. Turn the lights back on. He was gone. <laughs> so I love recovery stories because it's like you guys, you know, mm-hmm. the, if you, if you it's fail fun. on a recovery, it'll ruin your day. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. it's got to come out and it's got to come out now. Can't mm-hmm. be, I'm not sitting here overnight. We're getting yeah, it out. We're getting it out. I know the feeling. Yep. I really do. Yeah. But yeah, and recovery problems are, oh, but like I said, with vehicles of my size, I'm just like, ooh, you know, that was a challenge. That's I, a challenge. My yeah, husband's been stuck in Corral Canyon on Bronco Peak and at night, on a night run Whoa. with, with uh, Travis Highmaster uh, and a couple of the others from Highmaster Metalworks, night? Tony. and Yeah. And they went out and he broke his uh, axle and he had to, they jacked it up with a high lift, got it all good, strapped it up, had like three tie downs you know holding it up into position strapped into place and then he'd he'd limp it as long as far as he could go and then have to get out hijack it back up tighten everything and restrap everything you know that was a very slow night to make it back up and out of there but But he made it back we made it back yeah i always make it now he has extra parts in the jeep all right (laughs) hey we're gonna take a quick break you're listening to san diego off road or dirt radio off road san diego (laughs) yeah off road dirt radio fm 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to SDORC Dirt Radio FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. All right, South Coast RV Chula Vista. Now, is this, do they sell RVs or is this just general repair? General repair. Ooh, those are hard to find. They make custom RVs, um, and so they can customize your RV. Uh, They do RV roof repairs, awning repairs. If you need parts, they've got a showroom that's got a decent amount of parts in it. Wow. Um, But South Coast RV in Chula Vista they are have been taking care of SDORC. They're sponsoring our cleanups. They're they're um, coming out to our events. Uh, they've uh, awesome family family uh, owned business. That's the best. Uh, yep, mom and dad, Bonnie and um, Mike own it, uh, and then their sons, Tyler and Adam, are the. Um, general service repair manager and the general manager and so we're gonna get adam and tyler in here at some point in time <laughs> oh, good. calling out you windborne boys come on um, guys you can do yeah. it it's not difficult rvs do require work sometimes it's coming friends, up to the end of broke, the season i don't know part of it just broke Ed, can you help me yeah. with this? that's way yeah. above what i can do but yeah. you know it's, you know it's gonna really be difficult He's what? probably as busy as one man. They are. They have so a, now I think we're it's, a, it's like tear. a four-week lead time right now to get your car RV in there, but it's the end of the season. So here we're going to send them more business. Oh, like yes. They, they oh, will. You need gonna to see. get lined up and, and, hey. and on the schedule because let me tell you, yeah, you want to take That's care of saying. it now so it's prepared for October. That's right, because um, October's around the corner, let yes, me tell you. Yes. But it just, it just goes to show you a shop like that that's not begging for advertising, which I get occasional calls, tells you they're doing the right thing. So you should yep. be rocking and rolling on that, Gus. Well, yeah. Um, his, his saying is, what would you do? It's, it, it's your, That's what I've your, always said. Yeah, what would you do? He, he wants it to be like a family. You, you, you're taken care of. If, he wants, if it was his, this is what he would do, and that he's going to take care of it right for you. He's your and, dentist. He's your real estate agent. He's your attorney. Uh-huh. He's everything you can't do. Yes. So you yes. might as well go with somebody that knows what they're talking about, has a great warranty, stands behind it, doesn't need advertising, and yep. it's family owned and operated. Family owned and operated. Right, let's go to let's go to Sacramento. So SDRC had a lobbyist on retainer. She's the he's the 
she's the third one that I've worked with. We also had Terry McHale and Pete Conaty. So a couple weeks ago, we announced that Kathy Lynch was murdered. She was killed in her home, and we're all devastated. Last week, they had a funeral for her. Uh, I didn't attend. Um, It's up in Sacramento. Amy Granite, she went and she called me and told me about it. Said that they, she didn't know that Kathy was the homecoming queen in high school. That she was a, a beautiful young girl when she was mm. back then. Um, a number of her clients were there and they all got up and spoke. Um, some gun rights and, and some hunting people. The hunters really miss her. So she's going to be very difficult uh, to uh, replace. She has an assistant, uh, her assistant, Anne, the two of them are the team and Anne has access to her email and Anne is going to stay on and help our lobby coalition and probably the oh. other clients for a, more in a limited capacity. Until they decide where they're going with it. So if I go to Sacramento and, and I go into a legislator's office, I can talk to them about off-road vehicle issues. Mm-hmm. I don't need to register as a lobbyist. I can go in there and I can say, help us with this bill, help us with I can go to the, um, uh, the, the consultants in the committees. I can go to legislative staff. I can talk to people. If, uh, say, my girlfriend is a nurse and they have nursing problems, I can go with her and I can talk about that stuff. If the nursing people give me money, that changes everything. Now, if the, say the nursing uh, union says, Ed, you're good at talking to these people. Will you help us with our bill? I would have to sign up as a lobbyist. I would have to register with the state and I have to disclose who my clients are, sure. how much money I charge them. Um, so I don't think Ann wants to do that. So <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with this. I was like, okay, now we're going to paint. There's a lot now, involved. Now, now we're going to paint so the garage and now we're going to paint the fence. No. So Ann... Um, it's going to help load. us with with some of the so we get letters of support or opposition to committee staff before committees meet uh, when we have bills of interest. Yeah. Right. So she's going to help us do that. So what's the qualification of of Kathy's position? I mean, what is she? I mean, what where where are we going to get somebody like that unless they're already doing it? So there's there's a number of lobbyists up there. And we need to find a the right one. one. Oh, maybe I'll just take you guys on as another well, client. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we, gotcha. We're, we're talking to her other clients because maybe we'll move as a group. Yeah. Um, some lobbyists are pretty expensive. We, we didn't pay They figured a, it out. They figured it out. Well, and, and it's like, like if you represent an oil company, yeah. you can expect to make a lot of money. Sure. So you can, right? you can but bid if you're, low. But if you're representing groups like ours, you do it. Not just for the money, but also because you care about the cause. You believe in the right. cause. Right. So Kathy believed in our cause and, and other groups like us. She right. stood strong. And, and she didn't charge right. us a lot of money. She's a, she, she made some money off some of her other clients. Well, that's you know, what you do. You adjust accordingly. So you, you, know, you got to yeah. know your customer. You got to know and, the person. And to be honest, us as clients, we're not as demanding as other clients. We don't have that many bills. Right, I think we have two bills of that we have a strong interest in this mm-hmm. year, and like three or four bills that we have a a moderate interest in, mm-hmm. and that that's not that big of a workload. Mm-mm. But um, having somebody with the expertise and who's up there that makes a big difference. Sure. So having them on your side, even though it's just a couple of bills, 
Mm-hmm. It still can be a well, couple, couple dozen yeah. letters. So who's doing all the legwork? She is, or are you guys well, going? Well, Anne is going to be doing some of the legwork. And then uh, Amy Granite, who is a Corva executive director, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she lives in Sacramento. She's close. So she's going to be oh, helping with that. Perfect. And then Bob Ham, who lives in North San Diego County, he's used to be a lobbyist. And he helped me uh, hire Kathy. Mm. And he's still around, and he um, he likes to help, so he's involved. So between the three of us, we're going to be um, looking and finding. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna find somebody, but it's just not quick. No, no, now, no I don't no. know if we'll find him in the next week or the next month or well, or as when, long as at some as, point, as long as Anne's willing to hang in there. I mean, because usually the so assist- Anne will be helping. Well, us, usually the assistant does most of the work. The person in charge just tells them what to do and where to go and how to do it. Right. I mean that that's I mean, often how it is. That is often how it I mean, is. Because she seen knows that. how to run it. She so, knows how to do it. But Anne maybe doesn't have the relationships inside the Capitol, the various offices. So when you hire a lobbyist, one thing you're getting is you're getting relationships. No, no, no. I agree. So, I'm just saying. I mean, I'd be all. I mean, if I was her assistant, I well, you wouldn't hear a pencil drop. It thing would be just you know. Unfortunate, we lost her, but now let's move on. I mean, I wouldn't think that anything would change. That would be if I if I was Anne, wouldn't you? Uh, that would mean she'd have to take over because. Well, it's- but I mean, would you? Would that not be the first thing in your mind? You know, unfortunate, she's gone. We love her to death. Well, let's move on. Let's get the job done. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely within we, their we, her, within, within her, her capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's not, not like she doesn't aspire to be a lobbyist, right? Well, that's a lot. A lot so, so that like it's it's a whole different personality type so you'd be good as a lobbyist i mean well thank you i yeah, you would i think that. and dave you said that the, a couple weeks ago like why don't you go for that have job? you ever heard anybody more passionate i know i mean hello i mean and i i, I have some skills in that that and arena you like, and you like to talk to crowds the more people the better you know you like well i, mean, I get it yeah but it like but, it's the one-on-one up it's the relationships true, true. wow and there's a long learning curve to become a good lobbyist what else you i mean if five do? years would maybe before i could really think i'm and i have to find someone to take me under my wing under their wing and they want this old dude me or versus a young person out of college who are they going to invest it's all in? by relationships so yeah, don't, have to talk. Don't, don't sell yourself so short. I, 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 right. Just go up there and be positive. You think too much. I, I like San Diego. Have you been to San Diego? Dude, That's a, I came I from, tell people I, I live in San Diego. I came Sacramento like, oh. area. I lived in J- Davis, California. Trust me. So Vallejo. Hello. You, you think I aspire to move up to Vallejo? I live in Claremont. No, you have I'm like 20 minutes from the beach. Just get your priorities. From the, uh, would this be something that Ed would want to do right uh, now? Anyway. Uh, what do you Tempting. Uh, tempting. Audrey's shaking her head. No, all you gotta do I is, like it here. All you got to do is send him I like it here with Audrey. Make it a fake one. <laughs> do, do your own stamp. You know, that way he'll yeah. think it's from the state. And there's like, there's two types of lobbyists. There's um, like a, a company Honest will hire a lobbyist and, and they will like, they will register as a lobbyist and they will do lobbying, yeah. but they'll also go to their regular job. Okay. And then there's professional lobbyists right. like well, Kathy. Let's put the lobbyists on the shelf because right. you're not getting it. She's getting it. I'm I'm not doing it. Audrey, you got the gift of gab. 
I'm we'll done. get you up there. I'm done. So I, I can't say that. Some people you, really like me, and some people really don't. I'm. Just, I. It rolls I'm brutally honest, and I like you yes. know. I I call yes. it how it is, and yes. a lot of people can't handle that. So yes. Been, I don't know how much I could handle. I I mean, I try to learn from Kathy in saying that it's about policy and it's not about politics, but. It's a lot about politics, too. And so I don't know if I could play that game. Yeah, <laughs> You would maybe have a little trouble in, in yeah. some areas. Up there. All right, folks. Well, this has been good old uh, Yak Radio. That's coming up. S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio. Glad you tuned in. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flint. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 